0: on all my life, sacrifice, hustle paid the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice. this why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice. this why all my life I've been grinding all my life. What up? What up? What up? What up? welcome to the ball don't lie podcast this is your boy dexter your host the one and only welcome back to another show glad to have you guys back i hope you all had a great weekend with the all-star weekend some of y'all probably didn't like it ah it was okay i don't like the three-point contest i enjoyed it a little bit i'm not gonna lie obviously the boy steph curry you know what i mean it was just raining out there cashing 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 what y'all expect is light-skinned devil's gonna lose I don't think so man Steph Curry with the shot boy shout out to that boy Steph Curry though it was a great show as far as the NBA all-star weekend hmm, you know there's ifs and busts about it but you know what I side that I wish it never happened for other reasons as you can see what happened to Embiid and Ben Simmons but you know what I mean Uh, that's a whole different topic but we got a lot to get into so we're gonna go ahead and get into it so as far as we're gonna be talking about Blake Griffin and how the whole thing stared up to be the Nets instead of the Lakers, whatever it may be, or the Clippers, whatever it may be, right? Because obviously this was big news over the weekend. You know what I mean? like They even asked James Harden to do an interview the All-Star weekend, and he couldn't really elaborate because it wasn't a guaranteed signing, but it was official as of Monday. And if y'all new to the channel, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and subscribe. I want y'all to hit that like button and then there's a little bell and hit that little for a notification every time a new video drops, y'all get alerts. And if we can you can catch his podcast on any streaming platforms out there. So back to this whole Blake Griffin situation, man. And to me, why to me, it's probably one of the best moves um for him personally because Blake Griffin ain't the same Blake Griffin. And his game is probably more suitable with spreading the court nowadays instead of banging down in the post so the Pistons and I'm gonna run this back mostly I already know but the Pistons and Blake Griffin separated ways due to a lack of production obviously the Pistons are like you know what this dude's not the same player no more so we're gonna go ahead and separate ways and and obviously he agreed to the buyout and he was owed 30 something million dollars this season I think he he bought out 13 plus mil around there so it worked out both ways now Blake is in Brooklyn. Now obviously, injuries Rob Blake Griffin of his athleticism over the last two years. He wasn't the same. The, the same guy we were accustomed to seeing him banging on people, posterizing Kendrick Perkins, you know, not to put third on Kendrick Perkins, but I mean you got it too, bro. You know, and we're just a monster. Like Dude can kind of little dribble and bang out. Live city in, in LA as a clipper and those are some good times it was a good run for six seven years but ever since he got traded and i think the clippers knew he had knee issues that's why they traded him and i kind of knew that too i mean everybody knew that, that he had some minor knee issues but he had his best career year in detroit He was averaging like 24 25 points a game shooting great dude was hitting from the three-point line mid-range dude was getting bucket everybody knew he was the man so they had a double team him put pressure on him and he played great i haven't even seen him in the playoffs you know like they had a good run but that was the old blake griffin and obviously in the last two years only played about 25 games or so this year obviously he was struggling and then i'll go ahead and break that down break that down for you guys in a second but obviously like i said injuries robbed blake griffin for his um athleticism in his game over the last couple years so it's a wait and see kind of situation to see how he's going to play in Brooklyn how's he going to fit in that style but man big ups to BG though man one of the best high flyers this game has ever witnessed no doubt and it's crazy for a guy like that to have his last dunk I'm going I'm sure right there his last dunk was December 12 2019 that's like what a year and some months ago And we're in 2021. Imagine that. That's crazy. You didn't even think that. I mean, his game, like I said, his athleticism diminished, but it expanded his role to be a playmaker. He is more complete as a player than he was as a clipper. And what what, what I say by that is that Blake was in the paint kind of guy. It's either a pick and roll lob, pick and roll, you know, Bounce pass, layup, contact, and he creates contact because he couldn't really. If he's not dunking on you, he's not gonna hook it over you. So he puts his body into trying to create some contact. That was Blake Griffin, and he kind of developed a little mid-range, ten feet away from the basket, was hitting here and there. But ever since the last part of the, his years in, as a Clipper, when all his, you know, his teammates were gone, CP3 was gone, DeAndre Jordan was in Dallas, you know, CP3 was in Houston. Blake pretty much was doing everything. Then he gets traded to Detroit, and that's where his game expanded. Dude hitting threes from the corner. I think he shot like 38, 37%, I believe, 36% his first year in Detroit. Those numbers dropped over the years, obviously because of injuries, but he's more of a playmaker now. He can kind of dish you the ball. Duke can pass the ball. Duke can dribble the ball. Duke can hit you some open shots. And I think that now he's being in, in Brooklyn, it creates more of a, you know what? You're not the first option, third option, whatever it may be. But we'll give you the ball wide open. You hit that. You might not even get the same kind of attempts, the same kind of minutes, the same kind of points. But I think you'll be effective. And this is actually good during this time of year during COVID because you don't know what player might get tested for COVID positive or contact tracing. And God forbid it happens to one of your main players. I mean, Blake is not a bad guy to plug in for 20 plus, 25 minutes a game. I don't think he can play 30, 35 minutes a game like he used to. But he can give you a solid 20, 25 minutes off the bench. And in some facets, depending on who you have personality, hey, he might even start for you at the 5 or the 4. But Blake signing to the Nets allows Blake to be stress-free in a sense of not have to be the focal guy that he was accustomed to being in Detroit. The custom being that man or the first or second guy in in, in LA as a clipper. Imagine you got Kyrie, you got James Harden, you got KD. Like you don't need the ball. And that's why I think it was the best fit for him to go to Brooklyn. Because if you went to LA, the pressure is going to be on you. If you fail under LeBron, under LeBron, because the whole LeBron effect is that if you come here, we make you better. Look what happened to Dwight. Dwight played on four teams before he, like in like in two years before he came to LA. It it, it brought back life into the Dwight Howard. As far as he's playing good right now in Philly. And I think none of that would happen if he never came to LA. Same thing with JaVel. JaVel played good in the Warriors, went to the Lakers played good over there. I think losing those two big guys, that's a whole different topic, but losing those two guys in, in LA definitely caused some some headaches over there in LA now because they're struggling to get some bigs out there, but that's a whole different episode to get onto. So going back to Blake, that's the best fit. Because that that's a, that's a spread and shoot kind of offense if you look at it. There's no one player that's going to be ball dominant. James Harden going to have it at times. Kyrie's going to have it at times. Kitty's going to have it at times. And Blake, whoever's guarding Blake, you can't even leave him open because you got to respect that he can hit those shots from here and there. And if he's healthy, he should be somewhere in the mid-30s as far as three-point percentage. But you got to respect his game. Six-time all-star, like Duke can ball. Obviously, his game diminished, like I said, but don't sleep on Blake Griffin because the fact that, oh, he wasn't playing good in Detroit. Who can play good in Detroit? I mean, Andre Drummond was giving 20 points and 10 rebounds for most of his time that he was there. He gave you how many games, 20 points, 30 rebounds, 21 rebounds, 25 rebounds. Wasn't winning. It's just a bad culture in Detroit now. Not to throw shade on Detroit, but it is what it is. They had a they, they they got rid of Andre Drummond, they got rid of Derek Rose, they got rid of Blake Griffin, they're getting rid of all these old vets, and they're trying to get these new guys in like Jeremy Grant, right? Bay, Hayes. They got young core. So they're gonna they're gonna go that route. And like I said, he doesn't have to be the first, second, third option. He's gonna fit in right there around after Joe Harris. Maybe Jeff Green-ish. He's going to be right there as as far as the fourth or fifth option. In his his game, you understand, Blake's game fits this kind of era. He can play the five. I mean, I don't think he can bang with like a Joel Embiid if it's in the Eastern Conference. I don't think he can bang with a uh, Sabonis in the Eastern Conference. I don't think he can bang with Bam and Bio. Right, Or if you look at even on the West Coast teams, he can't bang with Jokic, Rudy Gobert. But if you, if you have stretches where you can play small ball against teams where you force him to play small ball, and it's and also Embiid too. I forgot to mention his name. But if you got to play small ball, Blake can fit that because he's not going to be in the paint. He's going to be out there 15 feet to 25 feet, 30 feet, trying to spread the court, and everybody's going to do their own thing. Blah, 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 blah. James Harden. Da, 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 da. Kyrie Irving, KD with the swish. So, I mean, this team's going to be very good. I mean, I don't, I don't think it makes a difference. Blake does not make a difference as far as making your team a dramatic increase as far as winning a title. I think they're already good enough to be, even be there in contentions with the Lakers, depending how Lakers will be healthy, the whole AD situation and LeBron. But if they're all healthy... It's, it's gonna go down to the wire between those two teams, but it doesn't give them a clear cut. I think the whole Andre Drummond situation is gonna be the clear cut. Whatever team he goes to between these two mega teams, yeah, that's gonna be the deciding factor. But I got a whole, I got a whole different episode on that. And Blake's minutes all varies on how he plays, but that also eats in and Jeff Green. Jeff Green situation. I mean, ball is balling out of his mind, out of his mind. Like it's like he's having career numbers as far as per minute. He's averaging twenty six minutes off the bench, or sorry, twenty six minutes off uh, 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 as a starter, twenty three minutes off the bench. But when he's playing, it's like Bruh. let me let me let me hear that one more time, Bruh. Bruh. It's crazy because, like, he when, when they go to the fourth quarter as far as the Nets, if y'all been watching Brooklyn, they go small ball, and they put Jeff Green at the five. And what that does is that it gives them versatility. It gives them agility. It gives them to switch on every single pick and pop, pick and roll. And also, Jeff Green can actually play multiple positions as far as defensively. He can guard the f- he can bang with certain fives. He can play at the four. He can play at the three. Even at the guard situation. Obviously, not speedy guards, but you know, two guards. He can he can he can be right there. That's why to me, Jeff Green is a huge, huge plus. And he's playing green. I mean, sorry, he's playing great. So we'll see what minutes get cut. Because somebody's gonna lose minutes somewhere. And I think it's gonna be around Jeff Green and maybe to a slight degree the other guards like Shamit and and, and uh, Brown and whoever else is coming off the bench. Johnson. It should cut into those guys' minutes. It shouldn't be Jeff Green for sure. Then, Despite. And let me just say this clear. Despite signing Blake Griffin, the Nets are still in the market. They're still in the market. Even though all this hoopla and all this other stuff about, oh, we got Blake Griffin. And some people feeling their, you know. Some people are in their feelings in the West Coast. I'm not gonna say names, but they still were here hunting. They got two spots. They had Andre Robeson just a couple weeks ago. They had Iman Shumpert. They had Iman Shumpert just a few weeks ago. Him, as far as Iman Shumpert and Andre Robinson were signed, and they were immediately waived. That leads up two free spots. Those three free, two free spots. Blake Griffin got one of them, and Andre, if he gets a buyout, if he's not getting traded. Guess what's gonna happen? It's gonna come down to two teams, and like I said, I'm whole I have a whole situation. I have a whole episode of Andre Drummond that'll be dropping down tomorrow. Y'all can check it out. But if they if if if, if for some reason, for some reason, right, Andre does not want to be a net, then you're gonna have players in the buyer market as far as Javel McGee because they got like five bigs in Cleveland. Right, they got Andre Drummond, they got Kevin Love, they got Larry Nance, they got uh, they got uh, uh, Allen, right? They got they just got from the Nets, and they just have what's his name, JaVel McGee. That's like five guys. So you don't need all those bigs. I mean, last thing I checked, it's a guards league now, right? It's not a big it's not a big man league. So I'm pretty sure Andre Drummond and Javale McGee will be bought out. My personal opinion, based on the market, based on the value, based on contracts, based on all kinds of stuff that plays a role in the buying market, I don't think no one's going to take that budge for Andre Drummond and JaVale McGee, even though JaVel McGee's contract is probably much easier to move right now. But if, like I said, if the Nets can't get Andre Drummond, then they can definitely try to shop for or try to get JaVel McGee, Hassan Whiteside, or maybe, maybe Boogie Cousins if he is interested, which I think he'll take any gig at this point. Well, to go back on Blake Griffin, eh, he makes his team a little bit better. Eh, a little bit better. Not, not not dramatically, but just a little bit better. You know, him teaming up on DeAndre Jordan, his old foe as a Clipper, Lob City. Remember when, when you hear Lob City, you hear, you hear names like Blake Griffin and DJ, right? Well, they're teaming up back up together. I'm pretty sure that was part of the sale for him to come out there because the DJ is a good friend of his. Blake Griffin also made, you know, it made a lot of sense for Blake. Because like I said, he had a relationship with uh, with Sean Marks, who was the GM of the Nets. He also has a relationship with Steve Nash, a very good uh, friend of his. They actually had played together in an all-star, um, in the All-Stars as far as in the West. Like I said, they know each other. So there's a lot of you know, similarities as far as comfort zone and stuff like that. So it was like a perfect fit. And you understand, when Blake pretty much, you know, took the buyout agreement, right? He he took the veteran minimum. The veteran minimum, like 5.9 mil, whatever it was. And it's lucky that the Nets actually had that option because that was an injury exception 5.9 mil that was offered from the NBA because of Spencer Dinwiddle, who had an ACL injury just like months ago in the beginning of the year or the beginning of the season. So because of that, that freed up that spot for that $5.9 million. You got to say, the Nets already pretty much capped out. But because of the injury exception, due to an injury player who's going to miss the whole entire year. They gave him that budget. Blake signed for the minimum vet, which makes sense because the guy made over $255 million in his career anyways. It was a lot of money. He's not chasing money at this point, right? I don't think so. He's trying to chase that ring. He's like, what, 30, 31 years old, right? Been in the league for, I'll say about 10 plus years, I believe. Maybe less. I, don't know. I could be wrong, but it's about 10 years, I think. But anyways... Blake Griffin signed with the Nets to win the ring. Not for the money. He made over $255 million. So we'll see what happens. Ring, ring opportunity. But this is where, I guess, Dicey. Blake Griffin, did he play his hand to get bought out? Or was it really not playing well? Because if you look at his numbers, I'm going to put it up right here. Ooh, this is not good. So this season, right? This season, that just started right before things, uh, uh, Christmas. Christmas of last year 2020 he played about 20 something games or less probably in the season he averaged 12 points career low five rebounds career low assist a career low which is about 3.9 and field goal percentage is one of the worst he actually had in his career 36.5 so you're averaging three point i sorry 12 points and five rebounds as a forward it's terrible those are like numbers that you Players have when they're on the way out of the league, like retirement. So I hope he played his card right and I hope he figures out um or he plays well, shall I say. But I think he will because I'm telling you right now, if Blake Griffin can give you one game, one game in the playoffs, and he can win you one game in the playoffs. I don't care if it's in the first round, second round, conference final, or in the NBA finals. If Blake Griffin was the sole reason why they won that game then that $5.9 million exception they just gave him, the sign of a Brooklyn Net, was worth every single penny. Because like I said, Blake Griffin has that stardom. He's an all-star. Well, respected. I think his game diminished, but not by 12.3 points average this past season. I don't think so. I think he didn't want to play with the with the Detroit Pistons. I think he forced a hand to get him, you know, get him bought out. He wanted out. He's like, you know what? I see everybody having fun. Everybody trying to win a ring. I'm stuck over here. There's no man's land, and they owe the money for next year too. I think it was forty plus mil. So I think Detroit's like, you know what? We don't want this money either. We can we can split this forty mil and get a a young core, draft well, built for the future. So it's gonna be interesting to see how it works. And Blake Griffin will wear the number two, the number two jersey as a net. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, but. If you're a Laker fan, I got an episode for you next. It's gonna, And it's going to be lit. We're going to talk about potential. I'm telling you now, LeBron ain't... LeBron, man. I don't know if you know. LeBron is not happy about Blake Griffin going to the Nets. If I wish I had some sound. Man, hold up. I'm going to play some sound for you right here. Give me one second. So check this out. This is what LeBron said about hearing the news about blake griffin being signed and why this is interesting it's because the boy was not happy about it he was taking a nap and he heard about it and after that there's so much tweets that are going around the league about that so check it out and then make sure you watch this video too there's a little clip i'm about to put in here that's out of my hands it's um i only can control what i can control um and i'm here you know representing Team lebron um but um, obviously, you know something like that happening is something that we all thought, you know, could possibly happen. What uh, do you think of that? Like, I have just woke up from a nap and, and seen the news because uh, I was like a little bit in shock uh, when I first saw that um, But he's not loyal. He's a snake. He's, uh, he's not committed. It's just the, that's the that's the narrative of how, how it goes. So. I'm definitely, I I know that firsthand. Till then, y'all make sure y'all have a good time. Enjoy your time. I know NBA doesn't kick back until, I believe, tomorrow or the next day, but you have a couple days, whatever it may be. I got another show coming. Y'all be safe out there. You know COVID ain't no joke. One love, man. Peace.